0: Visit chrissawyeranny maccom Email him at csawyer at any-Mac.com or give him a call. 860-878-8730. Chris Sawyer, NMLS number 39345. Corporate NMLS number 338923. Mac Home Mortgage and Equal Housing Lender. American Neighborhood Mortgage Acceptance Company, LLC. DBA, Mac Home Mortgage. lo Direct. Connecticut First Mortgage Correspondent. License Lender. Broker number ML 338923. Massachusetts Mortgage Lender and Mortgage Broker. License Number MC 338923. Rhode Island License Lender. License Number 20112810. L. call for additional details.
2: pitch is drilled to deep right field toward the pole, and it is gone. They don't mind
1: not being what they were in the 90s as the best organization in baseball. Because the Yankees are not. they even close to
2: the best organization in baseball. They're trying to be the Rays, and the Rays do this for a reason. Like, you're the Yankee
1: Welcome to Sports Talk with r I am Steve Riss, along with Justin D'Onofrio. And week 18 is upon us, and we got a huge matchup on Sunday night football between the Bills and the Dolphins. Dolphins trying to get revenge for what happened in week four when they got crushed by the Bills 48-20. to 20. And, and it's a huge game for both teams. And when we'll start with the Bills. The Bills, the funny thing with the Bills is they can either get the number, if they win this game, they get the number two seed in the AFC. But if they lose this game, there's a chance there's a chance they miss the playoffs. If they lose this game and the Steelers win and the Jaguars win, which is very likely because there's a good chance the Ravens arrest their starters and the Jaguars play the uh, the Jaguars play the Titans, the Bills would miss the playoffs entirely. So this is a
2: huge, huge
1: game for for, for both teams. It's a huge, huge game for both teams, and I think this is going to be a really competitive game. I think it's going to be a really, really competitive game between these two. I, I mean, I think that uh, H. I think both teams will be able to run the ball pretty well. I think do think there'll be a turnover one each way. I think two will make a mistake and Josh Allen will make a mistake. But I think this game, I think this game is gonna come, is, is gonna come right down to the wire. But in this game, I'm gonna take the team with more experience and the team that has won the division the last, who does a better job winning these these big games, and has won the division the last four years. I think it's gonna be close and competitive, and come right down to the end. But at the end of the day, I'm gonna take the team that's the that, that, that can win these. That knows how to win these kind of games, and that is the Bills. I got the I got the Bills winning the division for the fourth year in a row. I got them winning this division twenty four to twenty over the Dolphins. But Justin, can the Dolphins win the AFC East for the first time since two thousand eight?
2: No, I got the Bills as well in this one twenty to twenty three. I just think the Dolphins right now. There's too many injuries. They just lost their best pass rusher in Bradley Chubb. Um, you know, on Sunday. And, you know, which, which is going to, which is going to hurt. And even though I don't think the, the, uh, and two is battling kind of soldier injury. I know he's going to play, but there sounds like he's going to play, but how healthy is he, even though the bills really did not look great Sunday, they were helped out by four Patriot turnovers, but I still think Buffalo, they're more, I think they're going to be more physical up front of the Miami Dolphins. I think Josh Allen plays well enough in this one. And, I just think with all the injuries right now that's just piling up for the Dolphins. I think it's just be tough to um, overcome them all against a Bills team that, you know, outside of last week, has started to play better. I know they didn't look great either, like in majority of that Charger game, but I do think, you know, with the season on the line, I do think the Bills do bring out the best performance and they do go down to Miami and knock off the Dolphins.
1: You made some great points, and we'll start with with the Dolphins and the injuries. And yes, two is going to be battling a shoulder injury. I think that's definitely going to affect him in this game. I, I, so that's why it is, it is imperative for A-Chain to have a big game on the ground. If he doesn't, I don't think there's any. I, I, think, I think it's going to be very. This is going to be a very, very difficult game for the Dolphins to win. And then you talk about Bradley Chubb, and that is inexcusable. Inexcusable, of Mike McDaniel to have him in there in a game that he's down by 30 points. Bradley Chubb has got to be out of that game. And I like what Mike McDaniel's done. He has ter- helped to a turn, uh, helped to a- turn things around. But that is inexcusable for Mike McDaniel to not have. To, not have Chubb in, to, to have still have Chubb in that game. And let me tell you something, if he loses this week and then loses in the wild-card round, probably to Kansas City, I mean, Mike, Mc, you can't call Mike McDaniel a great coach. He's a good coach, offensive genius, but that was a terrible, terrible decision on Sunday to have Bradley Chubb in that game. Absolutely terrible.
2: I was. There's no point to have him in there, um, especially because at that point, you already lost to David Howard two at that point so you're already down your number two corner now you, yeah now you lose your best pass rusher and yeah it it was a big mistake to have him in there i don't know why he was in there um you know the lesson learned i hope and you know that he's more careful now in the future because yeah that's a huge loss and that's a that's an injury that because you know he's definitely been their best pass rusher and big uh big vangio loves to bring loves to bring the pressure and you know, he's the best on your roster at that defensively. So now that kind of changes your whole kind of scheme, I think a little bit. So yeah, it's a big loss and it's a horrible mistake there by uh by McDaniels. Yeah, he's done a nice job, but um that's something you get can't happen.
1: Absolutely, no, that, yeah, that just can't happen because now you have two of your best pass rushers out. You got two, your your two top pass rushers are out for the year. J, Jalen Phillips and Bradley Chubb are out for the year, so it's going to be. This is why this game, as important as it is for the Bills, it's really important for the Dolphins. If the Dolphins lose this, they're. Go, I know Kansas City's not played. It's not. It's not as good this year, but you're still going to Kansas City to play Patrick Mahomes on the road when. Uh, about 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 a couple weeks ago you thought it was a you thought it, it was a sure thing that the dolphins were going to host the playoff game they're they go from even from hosting a hosting a playoff game as like the number two seed and playing like maybe the texans to going to kansas city that, that that's huge that's a huge difference
2: yeah oh yeah absolutely you know it is and you know in a year where it kind of looked like for a while it had so much promise and you know 70 points kinda,
1: in week three 70 points yeah
2: yeah you know that next week then they got throttled the buffalo um, you know, or yeah, after the 70 point game, Buffalo beat them. Then that inexcusable loss in the Titans on Monday night football, like, Oh, that was, you know, the, they'd I have the division
1: they, one. They'd have it won if they won that yeah.
2: game. Yeah. Yeah. And this game wouldn't mean any Yeah. And this game wouldn't mean anything. So yeah. You know, like that, that's something you're going to look back on and kind of be kicking yourselves. Like that G game in, in London, they got off to that slow start. They got back into it and they couldn't just, they couldn't find a way to kind of tie that game up. So yeah, there's been a couple of disappointing performances. I know there's been times where they've had, what, like all five offensive linemen starters were out of the game. So they've had a lot of injuries. But, yeah, yeah it's, you know, it, it's a huge game for them because, yeah, you know, they really could have been hosting and kind of controlled destiny, you know, in the AFC. But especially with that offense, like you could go to Kansas City next week, and I don't know what the weather is going to be like, but it could be nasty, which I know they're really good running the football. um, But, like, with the vertical passing game, that's not going to work. if it's. 20 degree mile power wins and and it's snowing. So, you know, it could change their whole kind of offensive game plan there. Um, now going off to going on the road, maybe.
1: Yeah, it, it, it definitely could. It definitely could. It definitely could. Now moving on to the Bills.
2: I know they've won four in a row,
1: but the last two weeks they really haven't played that well. I mean, they turned the ball over like three three times against the Chargers. And last week, as you know, you, you watched the game, you probably watched the game against against the Patriots. They gave a lot of the Patriots gave them stuff. If it wasn't for the Patriots yeah. to turn the ball over. They'd have a very good chance of losing to a Patriot team that's won four games this year. So uh, the Bills have not Josh Allen two touchdown, two passing touchdowns, two INTs in his last three games. He really and let's, and let's be honest, Josh Allen has not had a great year. I mean, it's been a, it's been a good year, but he's not had a great it's not had a great season. This is definitely his worst season since since uh, since Stephon Diggs has been there. I mean, I mean, I so Josh Allen's not had a great year, so it's not a shoe in that, that the Bills are going to go into Miami and win this game just because they've won four in a row. Two of their last two games, they have not played that well. I mean, Josh Allen's lucky this year. They're able to run the ball well, and their defense is pretty good because the last two games, the Bills have not looked great. I think they win this game because I think they're the more healthy team, and I just don't trust this Dolphins team in a big game. But still, even even the Bills, and and, and even if they get in, they are Super Bowl contenders because they have Josh Allen, but they have not looked that good either, even though they won four in a row, even though they won four in a row.
2: Yeah, no, you're right. They haven't. Like, last week, without the Patriot turnovers, they really only mustered seven points. Like, yeah, they very well could have lost that game last week. They're very lucky Zappi handed out late Christmas presents. Oh, God, he was awful.
1: He was terrible. Oh, he's bad.
2: Yeah, he was bad. Um, Yeah, I think that sounds the rest of the Zappi future starters, you know, kind of a few that are out there um, wanting that. But, yeah, for the big, yeah, Allen, just they haven't. They haven't, you know, they look for a couple, like that Miami game week four, they looked like, okay, maybe they're back on track. But, you know, like the Jets, they played well. And, like, even Kansas City game, they weren't, they got off to a 14 nothing lead and they they really sat on it. They didn't do much the rest of the game. And, you know, you know, and the Chiefs were driving there. Obviously, the, the penalty call kind of changed everything. And they did win. They, they looked good against Dallas as well. But Dallas had the flu last week. Like, was that just because Dallas was sick? Like? So yeah, this Bills team really hasn't looked great the last couple of weeks, and you know on uh, they're like the they had the third highest odds, you know on on um on like the betting websites to win the Super Bowl. Like yeah, you know this team had does have talent, but and if this team can put it together, they can go on a run. But it's just yeah, it's been a very jekyll and high team, and you know how great are they? You don't really know what Buffalo team you get week in and week out.
1: Yeah, they are a very jekyll and high team, and the and the reason they have the third highest odds is this. The Niners and the Ravens look like they're both the clear favorites to go to the Super Bowl in mm-hmm. each conference. The way their both teams are playing right now, they look like they both are the clear favorites to go to the Super Bowl in their in their respective conferences. So that's why the Bills are are, are there. Because if you look at the rest, you look at the rest of the AFC, the Chiefs, I know they they, they won last week, but they haven't they haven't been playing well. Uh the you, you could look at you look at Miami, they haven't been playing that well lately. The Browns, yeah, they've been hot, but they have a thirty. I mean, I know Joe Flacco's done a great job, but they have a thirty-eight year old as their quarterback, and they also don't have Kareem Hunt. I mean, they also don't have a Nick Chubb either. Uh, and then you, then you then you look at the NFC, the Cowboys. They've beaten one good team all year, and the good team they've beaten is is, is playing terrible right now. at the Eagles, yes. we don't even need to get to the Eagles. They haven't been playing well, and I just don't know if and and was so it would really be down to them them in Detroit and Detroit. Even though they should have won on uh, on Saturday night, they're not going to take. Detroit over Buffalo, so that's why they have the third highest. Yeah. But yeah, but you said it. You said it. Very Jekyll and Hyde team. First four games of the season, I thought this team was the best team in the AFC, and then, and then, and then, then they end. Then they end, they end up. You know, after that, they barely beat the Giants. They lose to the Patriots, and then, and then they, uh, and and then they lose. They lose to the Broncos on a Monday night game, so they're like five and five. And, and but since then, they played well, but the last two weeks. They really haven't played that well. If Justin Herbert's playing in that game against against the Chargers, they lose that game. So, yeah, yes, yeah. so, I mean, neither team is playing great, but I think the Bills are the the team that's more healthy and the team is playing a little bit better right now.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's why I'm with you on this one with the Bills, because yeah, they're a little bit healthy. I do think they're going to play better last, than than they did last week, and I think they, you know, maybe a little bit of a scare the kind of last couple of weeks kind of maybe get them out of it, and yeah, with just how banged up the Dolphins are. And I just don't think the Dolphins, like again, you know, I think I said this last week, like when the Dolphins play a team that's more physical than them, they just, they, they fold. And I yep. just think Buffalo is going to out tough them yep. in the, in yep. the line yep. of scrimmage. Yep. And yep.
1: Yep. Yep.
2: That's
1: what happens to a Mike McDaniel coach team.
2: Mm hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that's probably what's going to happen again this week. You know, the Bills are going to out tough them and you know, I wouldn't be sure if the Dolphins lie down and kind of just, I don't kind of fight back so yeah for all kind of the screaming he does after a loss it's like you know how about you kind of you know team shows a little bit of that fight there you know when they get behind they can't push around because exactly. they, they don't really show it on the field at all
1: no 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 not at all not at all not at all so should be an interesting game between these two teams on sunday night obviously the dolphins if the, the winner wins the division dolphins if they lose they'll they'll probably they'll probably fall to the sixth seed And uh, if the if the uh, if the Bills lose, there's a good chance, crazy, it's a good chance that they make the playoffs. But we will get to the AFC playoffs later in the show. But now we got to get to the race in the NFC East and the Cowboys have a pretty easy game to win the division. It's pretty much setting up perfectly for them to win the division and for them to get the number two seed as they go to Landover, Maryland to face the Commanders on Sunday. And this should not be a game. I mean, Dak should throw two or three touchdown passes. They should force a couple turnovers from Sam Howell. This should not be a game at all. The, just like the game on Thanksgiving, the Cowboys should win this going away and, and they should win the NFC East. They should win this game going away and win the NFC East. And this would and still this would make it 20 years. There has not been a team that has repeated in the NFC since the Cowboys went on Sunday. Cowboys should win this game, lock up the number two seed and win the division. I got the Cowboys winning this one 34 to 13 over the Commanders. But Justin, can the commanders ruin the Cowboys' chance to win the NFC East?
2: I don't think so. I got the Cowboys as well, 20 to 13. This is more than likely Ron Rivera's last game as head coach. Is there any fight from this team? No, no, I, I don't think there's yeah, any. I can't. I don't imagine. think there's any. Yeah. No. <laughs> No, we haven't seen much of it. So, yeah, like, I know Dallas hasn't played well on the road, but I think this is a game where they should just run up and, you know, they should be able to run the football over Washington. Dak should have a nice game through the air. C.D. Lamb should have a big game. Like, I don't really see Washington get many stops. And, yeah, they were competitive in the first half last week, but the Niners just, you know, they had a couple of red zone woes there in the first half and kind of figured it out in the second half and blew them out of the water. So, maybe if there's any fight from this Washington team, this thing stays closer a bit, but I don't see it happening. So, I doubt should win this game by at least two scores.
1: Absolutely, absolutely, and uh, it looks like Dallas is going to win the NFCs because of the way Philly is playing, and speaking of Philly, they will head to the Meadowlands to face the Giants this week. Philly needs to win, and they need a loss uh, from Dallas to win the division for the second year in a row, but that is highly unlikely, and they've done this to themselves. They had it. They, they, they had it. They had the division last week, and they blew it against the Cardinals. I know the Cardinals are a little bit better with Kyler Murray, but that's the worst roster in football you and you lost that game. The Eagles are in huge trouble right now. Their defense has been terrible since Thanksgiving. They've given up over forty. They've given up over uh, thirty points four four times for and, and four of their last six games. Their defense has not played well at all. They miss the guys like T.J. Edwards and uh, and uh, they miss uh, C.J. Gardner Johnson. Bradbury hasn't played well at all this year. They're missing. They're, des- they're, des- they're definitely missing Darius Slay. So uh so in, in this game against the Giants I think it's a competitive game. I think it's a competitive game because of the way the Eagles have played on defense. I think Tyrod Taylor even though Tyrod Taylor I don't think played that well last week. I think he missed guys you saw that that that, that, that two-point conversion where he he didn't miss Saquon, but he missed throw. He missed a lot of throws last week. He made he made that big throw to Slayton. He had an up and down day against the, against the Rams. But he he definitely missed some throws in that Rams game. And then but I do think there's going to be opportunities against the Eagles secondary. I think I think they are going to Giants will make some plays with Slayton. With Jalen Hyatt. But the problem is, is I think the run game of Philadelphia, like they do every time they face the Giants the last two years, they have ran all over the Giants. I don't think it's going to be any different on Sunday. I think DeAndre Swift's going to have a big game on the ground. I think Hurts is going to throw a couple touchdown passes. I do think this game comes out of the end, though, because of how bad the Eagles defense is and how bad the Eagles are playing. But in the end, the Eagles are the better team. And I think the Eagles win this one 27-20. But Justin, can the Giants ruin any hope of the Eagles winning the NFC East?
2: me, the same that same formula that Arizona did last week. They got a they got a pretty good chance, but I got the Eagles twenty three to twenty. The Eagles they had that ball for forty minutes last week and they just ran it down the throats and Philly just had no answer for it. And that's a scary thing. We knew their secondary's been awful all year. But the problem but they, now is they, they can't stop the run. They, they're, yeah. they're having trouble yeah. stopping
1: the run now. That's that's the problem. That's yeah. why this defense is dipped each week. This defense keeps dipping and dipping each week because yeah, now yeah. they can't stop the run.
2: Yeah, which is scary for. Eagles fans and yeah like this this team's in a lot of trouble um and they should still do you know yeah they probably get out of MetLife with a win but I don't think it's you know I don't think it's going to be a breeze because like if Tyra Taylor played on Christmas you know maybe that thing's you know that score's a lot different I think so you know even though I know the Eagles kind of or the Giants kind of you know handing them a couple of turnovers there. The, the Eagles made some mistakes themselves there. So I do think the Eagles. I mean, the Giants keep this thing close, but I do think the Eagles just figure out a way. Their offense is still pretty good. I think they put up enough points there, and they do survive against the New York Giants on Sunday.
1: Yeah, I think they survive, but I think it's good. I think it's going to be close because just because of the way this defense has been playing. But the big question for the Eagles: There's two questions. Do we still consider them Super Bowl contenders? Which is the way they've been playing. And should Nick Sirianni's job be on the line? This the we'll, we'll talk. We'll we'll we'll, we'll talk about the first, the first the first question is definitely a tougher question. If we still consider the Eagles a Super Bowl contenders, I still do, but I think it depends on what they do on Sunday. If they blow the Giants out, I would be more confident than going to the playoffs. They lose this game, I think. I think I'm completely out on them. And if they win, even if they win it close, I don't think they have a great chance to contend. I still think out of the four teams right now. I'm going Niners. I'm still going Lions. I think, Dal, I'm, I'm still upset they lost that game on uh, Sunday, um, on Saturday, even though they should have kicked the extra. They should just, just kick the extra point. Yeah, they should. That would have avoided all the controversy there. I, I'm still, th- I'm going Niners, Lions, Cowboys, and Eagles. I have the Eagles, the fourth best team in the conference right now. But because of the quarterback they have, and they were there last year, I still have to consider them as Super Bowl contenders. And with the start they got, the 10-1 and start they got off to, and some of the teams they beat in that 10-1 and start, they they beat, they beat Kansas City. They beat Miami. And they beat Dallas at home. So some of the teams they beat in that stretch were pretty good teams. They have. They've been playing terrible of late, but I still have to consider them Super Bowl contenders with the quarterback they have.
2: I know I did second last week, which is a horrible mistake. I have them fifth now. I have the Rams ahead of them too now. Uh
1: I wouldn't go there. I didn't think the Rams looked that good last week. Great, that great last week either.
2: No, well, they didn't look great, but. Right now, I'll take Matthew Samford's got experience in the playoffs. You know, Cooper Cup, their offense. Like, I don't I don't this Eagles team, they can't stop anything right now. And you can't stop they and they look tired too. Like they just look like they're just kind of out of gas. And yeah, they you know, Tampa's been, you know, like they dominate Tampa back in the you know, early part of the year. Right now, that's you know, that's who they'd face. Um but I I just right now with how bad they've been playing. Uh, they can put up points, but I don't know if they can get any stops. So you just gave up 35 points to Arizona. Like, I, you know, yeah, they've been a little bit better with Kyle Murray, but how do you allow that team to score 35 points on with, you? And with that's everything you're
1: playing for, you're playing for a division, a chance for a home field advantage throughout the playoffs, and everything you're playing for, that's an inexcusable loss.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And that's why I have them fifth. Like, I think if the Rams right now, they played, I, I think the Rams beat the Eagles right now. I, I don't think that's true. I wouldn't I'm like, be, the way shocked. The I wouldn't the be shocked.
1: I wouldn't be shocked.
2: Yeah. So I, I, I haven't, I just, again, yeah, I know this team got there last year, but with how bad they're playing, I just, it, like, A.J. Brown, just they can't get him involved right now. Devontae Smith got destroyed, you know, took a big hit last week. Like, I just, I don't, I don't love this team. I just think they're tired. I think they're worn out. And I think, you know, usually a Super Bowl hangover kind of lasts maybe a couple weeks after the season. But, you know, it's kind of starting to come. And, you know, the last few weeks for him. So I just I don't love this team right now, and I just I, I wouldn't be shocked to lose in the first round. I, you know, I, I I just think they're out of gas.
1: Second question here: Should Nick Sirianni's job be on the line? I think that's absolutely ridiculous. No, no, his job should not be on the line. He's won, he's won, he's been, he's been in the. This is gonna be his third straight year he's been in the playoffs. He got to a Super Bowl last year. I know he had a great roster last year to get to a Super Bowl, but he got to a he got to a Super Bowl last year. He's in the playoffs for the third year in a row. There's no way Nick Sirianni's job should be on the line. Uh, maybe, maybe next year, if they underachieve again, if they underachieve again next year, okay, then you can talk about Nick Sirianni's job. But right now, I think Nick Sirianni is safe.
2: Yeah, I think so too. Unless he's lost the locker room, which I haven't seen anything that has said that he has lost the locker room. If he has, then I said, yeah, it's probably time to move on. But if he hasn't, yeah, I, you know, yeah, you know, it, you know, team that had kind of suitable aspirations to kind of get there and win it this year. Right now, that does not look like it's going to happen. But, yeah, to kind of make the playoffs again, you know, maybe kind of, have, you know, this offseason, they make some changes at defense. Their offense is still good. They got, you know, Hurts locked up. You know, they still got some young talent on the offside of the ball. So, I, I wouldn't think so either. Yeah, maybe next year, you know, if you get knocked out again in the wild card round, then, yeah, you know, maybe you do go and bring in somebody else. But, yeah, I wouldn't fire him after this year.
1: No, no, absolutely not. Not at all, not at all. So it should be an interesting race in the NFC Sunday afternoon. Cowboys, it's right there for them. They win, they're in. Now the Eagles need a Dallas loss, and they win over the Giants to win the NFCs. But we are going to move on to the NFC wildcard race. And for the Packers, just like last year, it's winning, you're in. But we all know what happened last year. The Lions went in there and beat them in, in on Sunday Night Football and, and knocked the Packers out of the playoffs. And for the, and for this game, uh, th- th- I think this could be a really, really close competitive game start, but starting with Jordan love, he has been outstanding in his last, in his last eight games. He's he's his last, I think the last seven games, he's a thrown. I think he's thrown, he's has 18, 18. To, 18 total touchdowns and one interception in is in his last seven games. He's been outstanding uh, for the Packers uh Lately, and uh, but for, but for the Bears, their defense has improved a lot this year. And I think the addition I mean, we were, we said when the, at the trade deadline, we're like, what are the Bears doing trading for Montez Sweat? That that de- has made a, such a difference on that defense. I think going out and getting and getting Jalen and, and 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 getting T.J. Edwards, the player the Eagles definitely miss right now. And you got Jalen Johnson on the back end. They got good players at every level of that defense. That defense in their last five games not allowed more than twenty points. They have not allowed more than twenty points in their last five games. And they've only allowed more than twenty points twice since they got Montez Sweat. and one of those games was the Detroit game. And they and, and pretty much for three quarters, they held the Lions to fourteen points. The defense just collapsed at the end. So, uh, so, uh, so, I mean, I, I, I think this is a close, competitive game. But I'm going to go with Jordan Love here. I think he has another huge game. I do think it's going to be back and forth because Justin Fields is playing better too. Justin Fields has definitely played better uh, since since, since he's his, since his returned, which is going to make that decision tough for the Bears, you know, come draft time. But I think this is a back and forth game. Between the two quarterbacks, I think the two quarterbacks are going to play well. But I think it comes right down to the end where Jordan Love leads a game-winning drive. And this time, and he he does what Aaron Rodgers didn't do last year, he gets the Packers to the playoffs. I think Jordan Love has the big drive to get the Packers to the playoffs. And I got the Packers getting in the postseason this year. I got them beating the Bears 30-27. to But, Justin, can the Bears ruin the Packers' playoffs hopes just like the Lions did last year?
2: Yeah, I'm going with the Bears 24 mm, mm, mm. 23. I'm going. I'm with the team that has been less Jackal and Hyde of late. And to add those defensive stats you're giving about the Bears, they haven't, they, you know, they have not given up a point in the first quarter since week 10 either. So, like, that's they, crazy. Yeah. Yeah, because so where, where, their...
1: where they actually struggled is late in the game. Yeah. Where they've struggled is late in the game because the Detroit game, they have the two score lead. And in the Cleveland game, they have the two- imagine if they won those two games, they'd be fighting for a playoff spot. Yeah. Really, their defense yeah. hasn't played well late in the game, but it's, but yeah, the first quarter, they've been, yeah, first half, they've been great.
2: Yeah, yeah, they have. That's why I wouldn't, I know Bieberflus has done a great job, but the report say he's going back. I I know he's helped that defense out, but man, I'd probably move on from that. <laughs> i can get, you know, go, all right, you know, I want somebody to take us on that step now, but, you know, you <laughs> try to use the positive momentum, I guess. But look, I just think for the Bears, they got nothing to lose in this game. Rodgers has always talked about how he's owned the Bears. He even texted Jordan Love after week one, after they won, saying, Keep that ownership. The Bears are playing. The Bears would, this would erase the, you know, how, you know, th- and Rodgers talked about how this isn't even a rivalry anymore. All Ooh. that for the Bears. That a lot was, of motivation. You know,
1: a lot of motivation.
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah, and it would have raced this what last 10, 15 years where they've gotten absolutely dominated by Green Bay. That raced most of it right there. So I'm going to take the team that's played better. Look, let us I know the Packers played really well last week defensively, but Jared Hall stinks. He's not an upper quarterback. And two weeks ago, Bryce Young did whatever he wanted against his defense. Justin Fields has been playing better. I'm going to take the Chicago Bears to go up the Lambeau and knock off Green Bay.
1: Wow. Wow. Yeah. No, I wouldn't be shocked if it happens the way that defense is playing. Justin Fields has played better. I would not be shocked if it happened. I really wouldn't be, you know, but but I, I just think, you know, the way Jordan love is playing at at home and I just, as well as the bears defense has played, I don't trust them to make a big stop. If it's, if it comes down to the game in Jordan loves hands, I don't trust them to make a big stop. The way the bears win this game is like, like they've won, they've won games recently. They're up, they get up early. And and they uh, and, and 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 they and they uh, and and they and they pretty much get up early and cruise. If it's a close game in the fourth quarter with and I think this Bears defense has played well, but and if it's a close game in the fourth quarter, I think Jordan Love Jordan Love gets it done because Jordan Love has just played so well in his in the second half of the season.
2: Yeah, that would be a worry because yeah, Jordan Love he's played really well, and you know they got that slow start, and you're kind of like, man, Packham might have a top ten pick. Do they get one of those quarterbacks? But. Obviously now they're not gonna have to make that decision. You you know they look like Jordan Love's gonna be the guy in Green Bay. Um, they're hoping for you know the next decade or so. But yeah, because the Bears they they've blown a lot of games this year. Yeah, like you mentioned that Browns won that Detroit game. Um, you know this they were tied with the Saints going in the fourth quarter. The Saints scored a fourth fourth quarter touchdown to take the lead. Like they they have not been good in the closing kind of moment. So yeah, that does that is a little bit worrisome. You're a Bears fan. Um, but look, I, I think the way this team's been playing, I think maybe this is the one where they get over the hump and they do find a way to make that late game stop. And to kind of feel cool out the year eight and nine, where it did not look good early on. If you can finish the year eight and nine, yeah, you're kind of feeling a lot better about yourselves. Cause I know there's a lot of, you know, I had I think at six ones, like I didn't really think this team was gonna contend for a playoff spot, but it, I know other people thought this team could, you know, fight for one of those wildcard spots this year.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, they definitely came back. I mean, Montez Sweat definitely has helped has definitely helped them. And yeah, they've made they're going to make the decision. I thought they were like a seven win team at the at the at the uh, at the beginning of the year. But I didn't think their defense would be playing as well as it did late in the year. But yeah, Justin Fields played better. It's just it's going to be it's going to be a difficult decision for the Bears. But we'll, we will get we we'll definitely get to that when it comes draft time. What the Bears are going to do at the quarterback position? But Packers got Packers win this game. They are in. But we're going to move on to the Seahawks and the Cardinals. And the Seahawks, to get in, they need a Packers loss to get into. They need to win against Arizona. They need a Packers loss. And, 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 I, and I think in Arizona, it's going to be a competitive game. It's definitely going to be a competitive game. But I think the difference is they're going to be able to run the ball well. They're going to be able to run the ball with Kenneth Walker. That'll make life easier on Geno Smith. But I do think Kyler Murray plays well again. I think Kyler Murray plays well. He keeps the Cardinals in it. But I think it comes right down to the end. Either the Seahawks defense making a stop or Geno Smith driving them down the field. And I think the Seahawks do win this game. I think the Seahawks win this game 27-24 to give them a shot to make the playoffs if the Packers lose. So I got Seattle 27-24. But, Justin, can the Cardinals ruin the Seahawks' playoff hopes?
2: I got Arizona 27-21. Last week, Seattle let Pittsburgh just kind of go up and down the field on them with zero resistance. And I think the Cardinals will be able to run the football again this week like the Steelers did. And I think Murray plays well enough. And, yeah, Arizona's defense is not great. But I think Arizona kind of finds a way to make that big stop because Arizona's secondary hasn't been bad. They've really struggled against a run. And Seattle hasn't been great at that all year. They, they're 29th in the league. You know They're only averaging 90 rushing yards a game. So, yeah, I do think Seattle's going to get some rushing yards. But, you know, I, I think in this one, Geno Smith's been very up and down this year. I could see him make a mistake or two in this one. And, you know, Arizona, I I think, you know, I just think uh, James Conner is another has another big game this week on the ground, and Arizona uh, finds a way to win this game and, and kind of spoils Seattle's uh, hopes.
1: Yeah, I guess, I could definitely see Seattle's playoff hopes getting ruined to, because Arizona's got the better quarterback, and the one thing they do pretty well on offense is run the football. So yeah, I definitely could see Seattle's play, playoff hopes getting ruined just because just because of the fact the Cardinals have the better quarterback in the game. You know, the Seahawks have the better team and the better coach. the uh, The Cardinals just have the they, they have they have the better quarterback. So yeah, I definitely could see Seattle losing this one.
2: Yeah, yeah, I could, I I could as well. Yeah, but you know, Arizona, yeah, that roster's not great, but they've been feisty. I think Jonathan Gannon's done, you know, pretty good job um, with the team. They've, you know, like they spoiled a lot of like some of their wins. They beat Dallas. They they dominated Dallas. You know, they got the Falcons. They went on the road to Pittsburgh. They went on the road to Philly. Like you know, team's not great, but they've been feisty a lot of games. Like you know, team I thought maybe won two three games. They've you know. Um, but we'll see what they do in the draft, but um, in this offseason. But, you know, I do think maybe Jonathan Gannon kind of looks like the guy that, you know, could kind of turn the ship, ship around here. We'll see what they do with Kyle Murray this offseason. But, uh, yeah, I think for Arizona, it's kind of a – you won five games, so I don't know if it's promising, but it's better than what I think a lot of people thought.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. And let me tell you one thing. We all know Jonathan Gannon was the scapegoat after the Eagles Super Bowl loss to the Chiefs. They yeah. sure miss him in Philly now.
2: Yeah. Yeah, there was after the game, they were like, Yeah, where they were happy he was gone. I, I couldn't understand it, but yeah, you know, yeah, they truly miss him. Now they got Matt Patricia running around being your DC, oh, which
1: God. oh man. They had Sean Desai and now Matt Patricia. They yeah. don't know what they're doing on the defensive side of the ball.
2: Oh uh, no. Matt Patricia gave us one more uh gift to the Patriots by uh, you know, Arizona win that game on Sunday to help them <laughs> exactly, exactly to kind of make you yeah, up so
1: move you guys up, Helping us out in the draft there, yeah. yeah after, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. So we will get to a big NFC South matchup in New Orleans. This game matters to both teams. Atlanta still has a very slim chance getting into the playoffs. They need to beat the Saints and have the Bucs lose to the Panthers. For the Saints, they, could get in, they can get in two ways. First, they could get in winning the division. The easier way is winning the division, them winning, and then the, the Bucs losing to the Panthers. And they also could get a wild card. If they win and the Packers lose and the Seahawks lose, they get the number seven seed in in the NFC. So uh so I think this is I think this is gonna be a uh I think this is gonna be a, a competitive game between the two teams. But I'm gonna take the better quarterback here. And I'm gonna take the team who I think is going to run the football a little bit better. And I think that's gonna be the Saints. I do think the Saints run the ball better than the Falcons. I do think Derek Carr manages the game makes less mistakes than Taylor Heineke I think Heineke will throw a couple picks that are gonna hurt Atlanta. I think when the Saints get into the red zone they'll score touchdowns. Falcons take field goals that's why I got the Saints finishing the, I got the Saints going to nine and eight. Falcons finishing at seven and ten for the third year in a row. I got the Saints beating the Falcons 24 to 19. But Justin, can the Falcons sweep the Saints and ruin their playoff hopes?
2: I get the Saints in this one 18 to 17. Um, you know, I think you know the Saints are gonna be able to establish a running game. The first meeting they ran for over 220 yards. I think they're gonna be able to do the same. And I think if they come down, it's what teams better in the red zone. And I think the Saints convert a little bit more than the Falcons do. And you know, been a disappointing year for the Falcons. And do you remember when the Falcons, it was what, March or April, where they kind of had, like, the team released a statement about, like, they were not interested in Lamar Jackson. Are you like, kidding, are kidding me? Powers? Are you yeah. kidding
1: me? You could have yeah. had you yeah. could had a chance to get Lamar, yeah. and you went with Taylor Heineke and Desmond Ritter. <laughs> That's that is so on that general manager. Yes. But Arthur Smith hasn't done a great job either. He's probably he, – there's, yeah. there's a good chance he's going to get fired. But how are you not interested in Lamar mm. Jackson?
2: Yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah, especially in this division with those weapons, they could—they oh they, could have won that division God. by three games. They'd be, the <laughs> yeah, two a seed.
1: They'd be the number two seed at least in the <laughs> NFC if they had Lamar they Jackson. Yeah,
2: they probably would. Yeah, they—they they, would. And okay. it's like in this roster, yeah, their roster's not bad, especially offensively. It's just yeah, like Arthur Smith has to go, and they need a quarterback, but you know. Uh, in the worst way possible this off season, so yeah, you know I'm going to take the Saints. I don't trust Derek Carr, but I'll take him more. I'll trust him more than Taylor Heineke or uh, Desmond Ritter. So that's why I think the Saints find a way to close out a uh, tight, tight game.
1: Yes, uh, uh, yeah, yeah. I, th- I think the Saints win close here too. Now we will go to the Bucks, who can win the NFC South. We go. Let's, let's see. Let's see. Let's see Let's use comment, Hector. It seems like the NFL playoffs is narrated by the regular season rematch. So if Dallas wins. I see them playing Seattle again and not Green Bay. So Hector, Hector has the Bears. Hector has the he he has so Hector has the Bears upsetting the Packers. So he has he has it being Seahawks and uh, and Cowboys and uh, Rams and uh, Rams and Lions in the, in the first round. So Hector actually has the has the Seahawks getting in and the Packers not getting in. We'll do we'll do our NFC playoff one through seven after we finish the NFC. We'll, we'll do our uh, we'll do what we have one one through seven. Uh, when, when we finish the NFC. But we'll, we'll go back to the Bucs. And they blew a big opportunity last week against the Saints. Baker Mayfield did not play well. But I do think he bounces back this week. I think he has a pretty good game. And I do think this defense forced a couple turnovers from Bryce Young. And that's why I think they win the division. They win the division for the, for the third year in a row. I think I think they get to the playoffs for the fourth year in a row. I think they win this game. I got them winning this game 24-13 uh, to 13 over the Panthers. But, Justin, can the Panthers ruin the Bucks' chances to make the playoffs?
2: I don't think so. I got the Bucks as well, twenty-one to sixteen. Um, I do. You know, is, is there how much like fight left is in this Carolina team? Oh, then you have flat out
1: embarrassment yeah, from their owner last week. Oh, my God. Uh,
2: the guy looks like he's another. He's a worse He's a worst uh, case of like a uh, Jerry Jones out there. Yeah, you know, yeah. he's always, he's not a, He's a control freak, and he's always calling owner. He's calling. I I was reading. He calls other teams to kind of see what their opinions are to try to. it's not. That's what the Kings owner did with uh Vladdy was there. That yep. did not, he finally let go, and you're kind of seeing that things have turned around now. So, I who wants a head coaching job? You got I Bryce know. Young, who I hate to say cannot play. He got that guy as an owner. Good luck. I know there's only yep. 32, so there'll be enough interest, but man, I just it's got to stink to be a Panthers fan. I just this is this is gonna be an awful couple of years. I got Tampa 21 16. I think. Tampa Vegas back on track this week in uh wins this football game.
1: Yeah, I think Tampa wins the NFC South for the third year in a row. And we will wrap up the N- the NFC playoff picture talking about a team that has a very slim chance of getting in and that, that is the Vikings. The Vikings need to win and they need a ton of help. They need the Saints to lose. They need the they need the Packers and Lions to lose. They need they need the I mean the Packers and the Seahawks to lose. They need a ton of help to get into the playoffs. But the problem with the Vikings is. Their quarterback situation is an absolute mess. You saw it on Sunday Night Football. Is it Jaron Hall? Is it Nick Mullins? Who cares? I think they lose this game to the Lions. I think the Lions control this game. I think Jared Gothrows, I think, I think they should play their starters because they still have a chance to get the two seed because the because the Eagles and the Cowboys play at four. They play at one. So I think that Jared Gawthrows a couple touchdown passes. I think they force a couple turnovers from Nick Mullins or from Nick Mullins. And I th- and I think that the Lions win this by double digits. I got the Lions 27-17 over the vikings but Justin and the vikings keep their very 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 slim playoff hopes alive
2: i think they'll keep it interesting at the lines 24 21 i'm expecting nick Mullins to start in this one i would hope that uh o'connell's smart enough to start him and i and again Mullins moved the ball on him he had 400 yards passing he just threw four interceptions in that game so i think Mullins is gonna be able to move the football they just they cannot turn it over In this game. And if they could set, they only had 17 rushing yards in the first one, they could stab us a little bit more of a running game. I think they'll give the Lions all they could handle in this one. But I do think Detroit, as you mentioned, sounds like the Stars are going to play. So I do think Detroit finds a way uh, to close it out and and get the win. But I do think the Vikings are keep this thing very competitive and fight to the very end.
1: Uh, Yeah, we'll see. We'll see what the Vikings will see how much fight the Vikings have left after losing uh, their last two games. But now we'll we'll do a kind of our like NFC playoff what we think the NFC playoffs are going to be after week 17 and I'll start and I'll start uh no, number 1 number 1 I obviously it's obviously the 49ers number 2 the Cowboys number 3 the uh the, the Lions number 4 the Bucks number 5 the Eagles number 6 is is actually because I mean I'll give it away I'm going to take the 49ers over the Rams so number 6 I got the Packers and number 7 the Rams so I got the first round I'm going to have the Cowboys against the Rams the Packers against the uh, the Packers against the against the uh, Lions, and then the Eagles against the Bucks. And I think Justin, you pretty much have the same, but I just think you got the Saints as the seven and the uh, and the Rams as the six.
2: Yeah, yeah, I pretty much have the same thing. So yeah, so um, you got so the Rams rematch. The you got so, the Lions, man. You got you
1: got you got Stafford going to Detroit.
2: Yeah, which should be a fun one. I you know might take the the the, uh, the LA Rams in that one, and, and yeah, then I got the Saints as the seven going up to uh, or going down to Dallas and. Yeah, you know, I think the NFL would probably love the Detroit Rams' uh, first ride, wild card game. I think that would, yeah, you know, they they. I think that would be a you know ratings wise because of the the uh, matchup there at quarterback and the trade. So yeah, pretty much the same thing as you, just kind of the flip flop of the Saints and Packers there.
1: Yeah, yeah, and then Hector I think has pretty much the same, but I think he has the C. He has the Seahawks as the, in instead of the Packers. Like he'll have the Rams as the six, and he's got the Seahawks as the seven. So he pretty much as close to the same as us. But now we will move on to the AFC, and we'll start with the Steelers and the Ravens. And it looks like the Ravens are not going to play their stars in this game. The Steelers need to win to keep their playoff hopes alive, and they're and they're going to need help. They need either Buffalo or Jacksonville to lose on a uh, uh, on Sunday to get into the playoffs. Just both teams to look, and they have to win. So Steelers need help, I think Steelers are going to do what they've been doing. Run the ball with Najee Harris and get the ball to George. Pretty simple game plan there. It's worked from the last two weeks. I think it works for them this week. I do think the Ravens, even though they might Lamar probably won't play and they'll play a lot of backups, I think they'll still be competitive. But I'm going to go with the Steelers here to keep their playoff hopes alive. I got the Steelers beating the Ravens 24 to 17. But Justin, the question is: Is can the Ravens ruin the steel end the Steelers season?
2: I do. I got the Ravens 20 to 16. I don't know if you heard this on the broadcast Sunday, but they brought up that Lamar actually wants to play a little bit on Sunday because oh, gotcha. he was, he was rusty. He said, he did, you know, he, you know, 2019 when they lost um, the Titans, he he was rusty and, he, you know, he didn't want all that time off. So even if it's a quarter or two, um, you know, I still think like, I'm thinking of it too, as Harbaugh's so good in the preseason and they're going to want to knock out the Steelers. Like they would love that in their season. And Tyler, I know Huntley's not great, but the guy didn't make a Pro Bowl last year. For what it stands for, you know, uh, he did get there. So I, I think Huntley could play well, you know, could make a little plays. Um, and I do think the Ravens defense plays well enough. And I do think they slow down um Mason Rudolph and in, in that um Steelers offense here enough. And I will I'll I'll take the uh, Baltimore Ravens to uh end the Steelers season twenty to sixteen on Saturday.
1: Yeah, I, de- I definitely could see that happening because you never know what the you know you don't think the Ravens probably there's a good chance the Ravens wouldn't let the Steelers walk in. I just think that though with nothing to play for, I could see them resting their starters too. So we'll see what the Ravens do. You made a good point about 2019 though when they did that and then they then they lost. They they had two weeks off. And they lost in the first round. So we'll see we'll see what happens with the Ravens. See what they do on Sunday. Now if their starters play, I, if Lamar plays, I think they win the game. But if he doesn't, I think the Steelers sweep them and they keep their playoff hopes alive. Uh, at least until Sunday, but we will move on to a big game in the NFC South. The winner of this game between the Texans and Colts will get into the playoffs. Now they could win the division two if the Jaguars lose on Sunday, but the winner of this—it's winning—you're in in, uh, in in Indianapolis on on Sunday night. And I think this is a close, competitive game. I think this game is really competitive. It's really close. I think both quarterbacks make plays, maybe make a mistake or two. But I'm going to take the team with the better quarterback here and C.J. Stroud and the guy who who's going to win offensive rookie of the year. I got the Texans getting to the playoffs, beating the Colts twenty-three to twenty. But Justin, can the Colts uh, sweep the Texans and get into the postseason?
2: No, I get the uh, I get Texans this one twenty-seven to twenty-one. I did. I don't like the Colts defense whatsoever. Like last week, um didn't kind of look really good against them. You know, they didn't put any pressure on him. He was kind of pretty comfortable back there all day, and I think going to be able to tear up this. The, tear up this um indie indie defense. Nico Collins in the first meeting had 146 rush uh, receiving yards. And I think, you know, the Texans, they stopped the well stopped the run well enough in this one where I do think they slow down Jonathan Taylor and that rushing attack. And I think the Texans go up up into uh Indianapolis on Sunday or on Saturday night and they knock off the um and they knock off the Colts. I, I just think I think the way stroud has been playing all year, um I think they find a way to to um to win this football game and, and get to the playoffs and get to 10 wins on the year, which would be remarkable.
1: Regardless of what happens with both these teams. And we know the Texans have the better future because they, they got the quarterback Because the quarterback has proven that, that, that he's going to be a really good player for years to come. But regardless of what happened, both these teams have had really good seasons. No, we've had really good seasons. I mean, these were, these were supposed to be rebuilding years for both these teams and both have, both have a, both have a, have a pretty much a win you're in game to make the playoffs.
2: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's been, You know, two very surprising seasons for both. And, you know, benchu has been decent this year. He's played pretty well since, you know, taking over for, um, you know, Anthony Richardson getting hurt. Um, You know, they've taken advantage, too, of the Jaguars not being great this year. And, yeah, the Texans dealing with Stroud, the preachers right. And then Willie Anderson, like, very quietly is going to probably be the defensive player of the year. Defensive player of the year, you mean? Defense, yeah, the defense rookie of the year. Yeah, that's that's what I meant. Um, uh, you know, like he's come on the last couple of weeks. So, you know, I, the Texans right now, that you know, the future's pretty bright down there. And uh after last year, kind of they they, you know they beat Indy and everybody got mad at Lovey Smith because uh, you know, they got the number two pick and yeah, you know,
1: but it ended up it, it, it ended up working, working out, out better because the yeah. Panthers made a mistake taking Bryce Young over yep. TJ Stroud.
2: Yeah, so now instead of, you know, where they're all mad at Lovey, they got to send them a thank you card now for winning that football game because they may have taken Bryce Young number one overall.
1: Yep, yep, exactly, exactly. And things would be totally different for them if that Mm -hmm. happened. We'll move on to another AFC South matchup, and that's the Jaguars and the Titans. If the Jaguars win this game, they win the AFC South. They lose it. They miss the playoffs. And it looks like Trevor Lawrence is going to be back for this game. So, so I th- I do think that the Jaguars win this, and I they win it by a couple scores. I think they forced a couple turnovers from Will Levis. I think Trevor Lawrence throws a couple touchdown passes, and I got the Jags winning the AFC South. I got them winning this game, twenty three to ten over the Titans. But Justin, can the Titans ruin the Jags' playoff hopes?
2: I think it's possible, but I don't think it's going to be very likely. that the Jags twenty three to seventeen in this one. Um, Whoever plays the quarterback, I know Levis is banged up. You know you could get Tannehill. It's just Probably his last game in Tennessee, but whoever it is, could they protect the quarterback? Because oh, the their offensive line is court. pathetic. Yeah.
1: I know they got Scaroni, yeah. but that our offensive line is pathetic.
2: Yeah, it is bad. It's I'd been say bad them and year. the Jets
1: have the two worst offensive lines in football.
2: Yeah, oh yeah. Giants are down and, yeah. there,
1: but at least the Giants have Andrew Thomas, so you can't put them. Yeah, that with, we, On those, uh, we can't put them as one of the wor- as, as the worst because they have Andrew Thomas.
2: Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, and the. Been a little bit better off the line there for a couple of years you know, after the horrible start it got off to. It got a little bit better where, yeah, the Jets are the, you know, because the, the Jets, I don't think they, you know, Rogers probably got hurt anyways this year with how bad that offensive line is. So, um but yeah, when this one, the Titans, can they run the ball too like effectively enough to kind of keep Trevor Lawrence and that offense off the field? And how how big, or how or healthy is Lawrence? Because it seems like every week he's gone down with an injury and kind of trying to play through it. Like, you know, because the Titans get any pressure on him and kind of hit him a few times, rough him up. But I got you, actually. I just think they're the better team, and I think they'll find a way to win the football game on Sunday.
1: When you talk about Lawrence's health. I think the biggest thing that helped him last week is just sitting out, just sitting out, getting rested. Yeah, because last week they were able to cruise. They had their get-right game. They were able to cruise against Carolina. I think that, that, that could have been – because I think he should have sat out, you know, a couple of weeks ago. Uh, I don't think he should have played in the Cleveland game. So he's been playing. I think last week the best thing for him was to sit and for the Jags to win because now I think he's going to get more healthy. And I think he because he, he, the Jags absolutely need him to be 100 percent for that team to make a playoff run.
2: Yeah, they absolutely. Where yeah, it's kind of been a little bit disappointing for him. A couple of their home losses have not been great, and you know they snapped the four-game losing streak last week after what they got off to a eight and eight three, three. Eight, eight three start. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It was like it, it was the opposite of last year. They got off the slow start and they finished the year like eight and two. It's kind of been you know 180 this year. So yeah, you know, it's been kind of a rough couple of weeks, but yeah, if you kind of figure it out now, you win the division, you get the four seed, and then you know, you're playing a good Cleveland team, um, which is not gonna be easy, but yeah, you know, hopefully for the Jaguars, they can make a run where you know I would be surprised if they make the Super Bowl, but it's possible in this year where it just it's Pretty wide open right now.
1: Yeah, we'll see what happens with them. That should, it should be interesting to see what Trevor Lawrence does in the postseason if, if they get in if they beat the Titans on Sunday. Yeah. But we will quickly go through the meaningless games in Week 18 because we've picked every game this year and we're not going to stop. So we will go through the me- quick, very quickly go through the meaningless games. We start with the Browns and the Bengals. I think the Bengals win this because the Browns hit their starters. I got the Bengals twenty to seventeen. Justin, who you got?
2: Yeah, I got Bengals 17-10. to 10. I Yeah, Browns is not playing anybody. Browning's played decent. You know, I, I think the Bengals do find a way to win this football game.
1: Now, out of the meaningless games in week seven, week 18, this will probably be the one we talked about the most because of the big storyline in this game with the Jets and Pats. And I, I think for the game, I think the Jets win close just because they have the better roster. And, yeah. and the Patriots have just beaten them. I think they finally get over the hump and beat the Patriots. But the big question in this game, and the obvious question is, is will this be Bill Belichick's last game as a Patriots head coach? I, I am going to say yes.
2: Yeah, I'm a, I think it's going to be. I, I just I think it's probably time they move on. Um, I think that that it's probably going to happen. But I got the Pat sixteen to ten. Bill Bill doesn't lose to the Jets. The, the Jets, I you know, are we? I can't imagine us losing to Trevor Simeon. I know Zappi stinks, but I still think we win this football game. And and if it is his last game, I really hope in the next couple of days they kind of announce that they're parting ways so he can get kind of, you know, the final home game kind of be like a more of a celebration thing for him. Because I, yeah. I know that couple of years has been rough, but he does deserve it, he, you know, to kind of have that send off. So. That's what I'm hoping for. I don't think that's going to happen, and you know, hopefully, week one next year, Michael Penix is under center for us because uh, I am all in on Michael Penix. He's
1: moving up draft boards. Then we'll get to Penix later in the show, mm-hmm. but he's definitely moving up draft boards. And, and and yeah, we'll see what happens with the Patriots. This is probably going to be our lead. This is probably going to be our lead uh, next week before the before we talk about the playoff games. What happens here? So it'll be interesting to see what happens. And we, I, I, I think we're going to be leading with it, no matter what happens. I think we're going to be leading with it next week because I think there's good. There's definitely going to be a decision made on Monday. That's going to be a huge story on Monday. That's going to be outside of the national championship game. That's the, that's one of the that's the second biggest story in sports on Monday. What the Patriots do with Bill Belichick, and, and and we'll definitely be leading with it on Wednesday.
2: Yeah, absolutely, it will be. You know, this is it. That you know, this is officially the end. It would be officially the end of that twenty, you know, five year run that you know him and Brady had. It would officially close the book. So, yeah, it'll be very weird to see no Tom Brady and no Bill Belichick anymore roaming the sidelines. So uh, it'd be a be sort of a new beginning in New England, which it is time for. So, yeah, we'll see. It'll be a huge story, and it's going to be interesting to see what happens in the next few days with uh, that situation going on.
1: Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. So, we'll quickly go through – as we'll quickly go through the, the uh, last couple of games, on uh, Rams and Niners, both teams, we don't know if they're going to play their starters or not. Niners are leading towards playing their starters. We're not 100% sure. We don't know what the – I don't know what the Rams are going to do. So, I, I'll just – you know, I'll just take the team that's favored. I'll take the Niners 20-17. to 17. Justin, who you got here?
2: Yeah, I got Niners right now, twenty three to twenty. I know McCaffrey's not playing, but yeah, I, I wonder if they give Purdy a series or two just to kind of you know keep the rust off, like Jackson wants out there in Baltimore. So we'll see. That's why I'll take the rant. I mean, I'll take the Niners, twenty three to twenty.
1: We got the Chiefs and Chargers. Obviously, the Chiefs locked into the number three seed. Chargers play an Eastern Stick. I think it's an ugly game, but I don't even think the Chiefs win even if Chad Henney plays. I got the Chiefs winning in an in, in, in ugly game, twenty to sixteen. Justin, who you got?
2: Yeah, I get char- I mean I get Chiefs 17 to 12. Um, I think the Chargers are vacation mode. I think a couple of weeks ago we saw their fight against Buffalo. I don't think that team's gonna want to be there playing in the vacations already. I got the Chiefs 17 to 12. I don't care if, if it's the Chiefs back us flying.
1: Yeah, ex- exactly, exactly. And then we'll wrap up, we'll wrap up our NFL talking about the Broncos and the Raiders. And I, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna take the Raiders here. They, they, they got the quarterback that has more exp- has more experience playing this year. And I think they'll run the football better. I just think they're clearly just the better team. I got the Raiders winning it 23 to 13 over the, over the Broncos. Justin, who you got?
2: Yeah, I got Raiders 18 to 13. One last fight here for Antonio Pierce to try to, you know, get that job. Um, I think O'Connell played pretty well last week. I think Josh Jacobs does enough on the ground. And I'll take the Raiders to get the the close victory over Denver. All righty. So we got the national
1: championship game on a Monday night. But before we talk about that, we're gonna hear from our friends at JPEG Financial and Shamrock Home Inspections.
0: Do you have a 401k and some savings for future retirement, but don't even know if it's enough to live off of? How much is enough? How often are you thinking about it? The team at JPEG's Financial Group can help set your mind at ease. We specialize in creating strategies in the planning and managing of your financial, educational and investment needs. We help clients pursue their investment goals with sound financial strategies. You deserve a personal tailored plan. Lasting, meaningful and open relationships are the foundation of our practice. You've worked hard for your money and should feel confident in your investment choices as you make decisions for your financial future. Your goals are our goals. We are dedicated to your needs and hopes for your future. Visit our website and give us a call at 860-430-5397. Securities offered through Raymond James Financial Services, Inc. Member FINRA SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through Raymond James Financial Services, Advisors, Inc. JPEX Financial Group, LLC is not a registered broker dealer and is independent of Raymond James Financial Services. JPEX Financial Group is located at 78 Eastern Boulevard, Glastonbury, Connecticut. There's no bigger investment than home ownership. And to make sure the house is up to your standards, you need a professional to look it over. Brian Flanagan from Shamrock Home Inspections is a licensed home inspector and a member of the Connecticut Association of Home Inspectors. Brian was a contractor for over 15 years, so he knows how homes should be constructed and how mechanicals should work. What makes me a good home inspector was the 20 years that I was a home improvement person, doing all the different repairs that I have done and what other people have done wrong that I had to go out and fix. So I have a pretty quick eye on seeing what's right and what's wrong. Before you move, call Shamrock Home Inspections. Before you make the biggest investment of your life, call Brian Flanagan from Shamrock Home Inspections at 860-268-2566 or visit shamrockhomeinspectionct.com. All
1: right, so we got the national championship game between Michigan and Washington on Monday night. And uh, what a great day that was, the, the, the play, semifinals. Great game in the Rose Bowl between Michigan and Washington and, and Michigan and Alabama. And then Washington and Texas was a really good game as well. It just shows you the committee got it right. committee absolutely got it right with leaving Florida State out. I mean, the committee got it right. Yeah, I know Florida State was undefeated, but they definitely got it right. <coughs> looking how great of the day, uh, the, the, how great the semifinals were, and looking at the fact Florida State got beat the way they did.
2: Well, Florida State was missing, like, 97% of the starters. Like yeah, lost, like it was they bad.
1: lost
2: 63-3. They did. That the team did not care. They they're they showing more fight trying to get the ACC right now than they did that football game. So, I they I think they really wanted to – I don't think they even wanted to play that game. Um, But, yeah, it was a great – it was a great day. First time that both games went down the final play, I don't know – even though the Texas watching game shouldn't – I don't know what – I really like killing the board, you know that, but. That end of the game situation, I don't know what the heck he was doing there. Running the ball with Dylan Johnson, getting him hurt, and then the single coverage there on, on that long pass that set Texas up and then Sark doing Stark things. Just those last four plays. I don't know that that Stark getting tight and having no idea what he's doing. That's why I don't That's why I can't ever take Stark in a big game. But uh yeah, it was two awesome games and then, you know, punt got you know, what are doing trying to field punts? Yeah, it's just it was bad, but, uh, you know, some not clean football, but that's, that's what college football is. It's not a perfect house product, but, uh, yeah, it was two awesome games. It was finally great to see it. And yeah, would have been great to see, you know, undefeated for we to say, yes, right. You know, I think should have gone in, but they did get it right. So I, I, you know, I can't complain too. I, you know, so I, I can't complain, but
1: yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the committee definitely got it right, and uh, I, I think I think there was, these were two great games. I think it's gonna be a great national title game, and we'll and we'll go and we'll get to our keys. We're gonna get to our keys to the national title game. We'll start with Michigan, and I think the number one key with Michigan, this is what they did so well against Alabama, got pressure on the quarterback. Six sacks against Alabama and Jalen Milroy. They got to get pressure just like they did against Alabama. They got to get pressure on uh, on Michael Penix. Number two, get their run game going. They ran the ball they did a decent job running the ball against Alabama, but I think they got to do a better job of that against Washington to make life easier for JJ McCarthy. And I think because they're putting up against a better quarterback here. And I honestly think a better team in Washington than, than Alabama. I think that they have to, I think that they have to uh, be able to run the ball and be, and, uh, and, and hopefully not be one dimensional in in this game. So I think they got to be able to run the ball well. And then number three, take Ozunia, find a way to limit Ozunia, make Polk beat you, take Ozunia out of the game, uh, Texas couldn't take either of them out. They both had games for over 100 yards. Definitely limit the production from uh, you know, Romo Zunze in this game. And I think if Michigan knows all three of those things, there's a, there's a very good chance Harbaugh wins his first national title.
2: Yeah, absolutely. That third one, you know. Because I know what everybody's been saying this week about, um, oh, you know, Michigan hasn't seen an offense like this all year, which is true. But let's remember, they built this defense to beat Ohio State because, you know, they were struggling so much against in the last couple of years. I know that so, I know the Ohio State's offense. Get the quarterback wasn't great this year, but like you go back to last year, you know where they had a pretty good defensive game plan to stop all those receivers and a pretty good quarterback in CJ Stroud. So, you know, yeah, like that secondary, Alabama got nothing open. Um, so yeah, it's gonna be interesting. Like yeah, you know, Michigan. Right now, I know everybody loves them. Um, doing this football game, so yeah, those Michigan kind of does those things. You know, they they got a great chance to win the football game. Um, I got so my three keys are kind of, you know, you got to keep the ball out of uh, Michael Penix's hands. You know, you're not going to win a shootout, and I think you know if Michigan can possess the ball for at least like 35 minutes or so, you know, Michigan's gonna be able to win this football game. You know, you just you can't, you know. You can't get up in it to a, you can't get in a track meet with this Washington team because Michigan's not equipped to win those type of games. Um, so I think they have a difficult time. And again, like you saw like McCarthy, like every play they ran passing wise, they never let McCarthy sit in the pocket. They ruled him out, you know, he was outside the pocket. Like I don't think Michigan really trusts them to make kind of uh throws inside the pocket, really. So that's my first one. My second one's kind of the same one as 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 your first one is you gotta hit Michael Penix. You gotta get pressure on him because Texas and Oregon, they uh they did not get any pressure on him. And I know um and they didn't hit him back there at all. And I, you know, Penix, one of the great things he does is he's able to kind of elude the pressure and he he does a really good job of that. Um, but Michigan, like their interior guys, like if they they can get get him up the middle, um, like Arizona State did, you know, their center was their um their starting center was out that game, and their backup played, and, you know, he was awful. But Arizona State got a lot of tier pressure on I think they attacked they, they him a good amount. But um the Washington offensive line won the Joe Moore Award for the best offensive line in the country. And, you know, I think it's a good offensive line. I don't know if it's the best offensive line in the country, but we're really going to see it because Michigan's got the best pass rush in the entire country. So we're going to see it. And my third one is protect the football because if you give that Washington offense extra possessions, you're, you're asking for trouble. You know, like that muff pump, like you, you can't have stuff like that go against you in this game because you know, Washington's gonna make you pay for it with that offense, especially if it's a short field. Um, you know, it's just it's gonna be difficult to kind of to uh you know get yourself in a seven fourteen point like hole in this one. You you turn the ball over a couple of times.
1: Exactly, exactly, exactly. Now we'll go to the keys for Washington and number one, it's contain that run game. Do not let then that, that gives Penix more opportunities. Uh, to score points, so contain that run game and play quorum. That's what Michigan wants to do. So, so be able to contain that run game. Uh, number two, protect Penix. Protect Penix. I mean, you saw Michigan against Alabama. You know, get pressure on Jalen Milroy. Protecting Panics is a big, big key in this game. And then number three, I feel like Penix has got to be the better quarter. If Washington's going to win, Penix has got to play out play McCarthy. Because even if you know, well, you know, Michigan's going to get their yards on the ground. They always do. And without Dylan Johnson, that's and that's a big, That's a big injury. Uh, the, the Washington is probably not going to be able to run the ball that well. So I feel like Penix, and he is definitely clearly the better quarterback in this game. But he has to play back. If he if he out he for them to win, he has got to outplay JJ McCarthy.
2: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, right? Yeah, he he does. You know, like Penix again. I You know, maybe Burrow at the Cousinsville, but, like, I have not seen a quarterback that has just the accuracy in the deep balls like Pennix does. Like, they're just on the money, and their guys aren't even open. They're just contested catches, and he's just, they're right in the perfect spot where only his guys can be, bring, bring it down. Like, it, it's impressive. So, yeah, you know, Penix has got to, you know, he's going to, you know, it's another week where you're probably not going to get, your water season aren't going to get much separation. So, yeah, he's going to have to hit a lot of those big throws in this one. Um, to have success, and you know, I my first one as well is, is your first one is you got to slow down that um, you got to kind of slow down that rushing game because I felt like Texas, like Stark got away from it. They were running all over Washington. And I felt like he got away from the running game too early. Like they racked up 180 yards on them, and they're getting six yards to carry. And I feel like if if Michigan gets into a lot of third and shorts in this one. I don't see Washington get many stops. Like you got to have Mi- Michigan being like third and sevens, third and eight, where McCarthy's going to have to throw the football. So yeah, you know, Washington's going to have to be able to slow it down. Number two for me, you know, you, they got to start off fast. You got to dictate kind of the pace of the game, you know, the tempo of the game where, you know, you want to get Michigan down in a hole seven, nothing early on in this game where they're going to have to kind of play from behind. Cause I feel like if Washington falls from behind and Michigan can kind of just run the football, and you know, have like a six, seven-minute drive. It's going to be pretty costly for the Washington team. Michigan's not really built to come back from behind, so Washington's got to come out with a fast start in this one. And then my third one is for the Huskies. They got to have some sort of a running game because they got to slow down that pasture with the Michigan's. Because if they're one-dimensional and that pass is coming after you, because they they don't respect the running game, I think that's where Washington can have some problems. And the off or Kellen DeBoer said. Dylan Johnson's gonna play. They said if he only he reaggated a foot injury that he had in the beginning of the year, that looked like a high ankle sprain, which is usually a couple weeks. So yeah. that could be game and ship. I assume he's gonna give it everything he's got to win that game, but I can't imagine you're gonna get a healthy um Dylan Johnson. And that's when I then that's where I feel like as well for a running game. Do they use Michael Penix as a rusher like they did in the Sugar Bowl, just to try to keep him honest? So that's my third one as well. Um, you can't be one-dimensional. Beat this Michigan defense; so you, you, it's going to be pretty tough, even with their wide receivers and an arm like Michael Penix.
1: Uh, absolutely, absolutely. But the, the, the big question: you, speaking of the running game, if say that Dylan Johnson doesn't play or he's not even close to 100, how big of a how big of a deal would that be for Washington?
2: I think it's a pretty big deal because. It, you know, during the month of October, and beginning of the year, they really showed to run the football. It was in the last couple of weeks they've really found that running game. And it's been huge for them. So, you know, like starting that Oregon game, he had 100 yards. And then, you know, it was kind of really when they took that running game, kind of took off. And, and I think with Michigan's interior pressure, because at the center spot, of Michigan, I mean, Washington's really good. At the two tackle positions, Washington's good. It's kind of the guard spots where they're not bad, but that's kind of the weak link. And Michigan's interior guys are the best in their defensive line. So I feel like if, if Washington can't run the football and there's one dimensional and they could just kind of continue to tee off with those pass rushers, I feel like Washington get themselves in trouble. So I think it could be a big loss and I think it could really hurt their offense. Um if he can't go. But you know, we'll we'll see.
1: Now, for the game prediction, because you're such a big college football guy, I'll let you go first. What, what, what do you think? What is your prediction on Monday night?
2: My heart wants me to take Washington. But I just think Michigan finds a way. I hate paying against Washington because, you know, um, they've been kind of proving the doubters wrong all year. And they figure out a way to kind of continue winning these football games. But I just think Michigan up front, physical-wise, um, I, I – think you know michigan does i just think Michigan running games would be too too much for washington and i got michigan um win this game 31 to 28 i'm gonna go
1: with washington here i'm gonna go with washington because to me michael penix has been is is the has been the best player in college football this season i feel like he should have won the heisman washington's been the best team in the best conference in college football i think they're gonna prove that monday night i think it's gonna be a really close game I think it's gonna be a really close competitive game i think that uh I think that Coram will do a decent job on the ground. I think McCarthy will play a pretty good game, but I think Penix is going to play a really good game. I think Panix is going to throw uh, two or three touchdown passes. I think McCarthy will throw a touchdown pass or two. I think it comes right down to the end. I think it comes right down to the end with the ball in Michael Penix's hands and he leads a game winning drive. And I got Washington winning their first national title since 1991. I got the Huskies winning the national title. And, and, and the other thing, and the other reason why is in big games, Jim Harbaugh. Is not is not great in big games. He has not. He's never won a championship as a coach. He lost. He lost a Super Bowl and two NFC Championship games with the Niners. He's lost two college football semifinal games. Yeah, the Georgia game. He, he that doesn't that, that, that has nothing to do with him because they were just a much better team. Yeah. But last year they shouldn't have lost the TCU. And I feel like he's going to lose another big game as a favorite. I think he's going to lose another big game as a favorite. And I got Washington winning the national championship twenty seven twenty four.
2: Yeah. I would love to see that, you know, um, you know, with everything going on with Michigan Connor salings was in the, was in the stands, uh, during in the Rose bowl. Oh, wow. Wow. That's of course. Crazy. you know, That's Yeah. Crazy. He was, yeah. They're playing up that card, but, um, uh, yeah, you know, you mentioned hardball cause I know Michigan was a favor going in, but a lot of public was all on Bama. So like, it kind of was like, you know, nobody was going to be surprised if Bama beat Michigan. Yeah. Like now, you know, I'm on Michigan even I'll be cheering for Washington. But yeah, like it feels like uh it's a game where Michigan should win. Like physically up front, their running game, I think you know, it's gonna be too much. But um, yeah, you know, Harbot hasn't been able to close out close it out. And look the boards, all he's done is won everywhere he's been. You know, he's hundred and four now and eleven, you know. So, you know, I wouldn't be shy. Yeah, Michael Penn is it's a better quarterback in this one. I still don't trust McCarthy. I don't think that Michigan staff really trusts him either to make some big throws. So yeah, you know, it's gonna hope it'd be a great game awesome game and yeah you know watching going for the first one since 91 and i don't mention you won 97 but that was shared it'd be their first outright title so they shared in 91
1: too They they shared 91 they?
2: Okay. too. yeah yeah okay so okay so they did share so then i don't know that they won one born so this may be their first outright i don't know if they won one before 91 um so yeah two so two teams like have not won titles in a long time so it's great for college football these two teams are in it and I wonder how, you know, I wanted the rating to be better because you got no SEC teams in there because I think a lot of fatigue in that.
1: Exactly. I think you've got something new here. I think the ratings will be really good. And the games were so great. The games were so great in uh, the semifinals.
2: Yeah. It just stinks that the Sugar Bowl starts at nine o'clock. I know. That was a really good game that a
1: lot of people probably didn't see the end of.
2: Yeah, it stinks. And again, get used to it because the Rose Bowl ain't moving from their five o'clock spot. Oh, no. Oh, no. That's exactly. every year, so exactly. Get ready. That's, exactly. that's, uh, I exactly. love the Rose Bowl, but man, we can't start this thing a little bit earlier. I, I know. No, it stinks, big but. on
1: tradition. The Rose Bowl's no, big, big is. on tradition. Big on tradition.
2: Did you hear Stephen A? Stephen A said it should be moved to SoFi Stadium, which <laughs> has got a yeah, lot of I, Listen, listen, listen.
1: I'm for being progressive. You can't take the Rose Bowl out of Pasadena. Come on now. No. Come on, Stephen No.
2: A. No. I know he's not a big college football guy, but yeah, that, that, that's got a lot of college football fans open arms right now by exactly, saying that
1: exactly, exactly exactly all right that's gonna wrap it up this week on sport talk with r&j for justin Donofrio. we will we will be back next week talking about super wild card weekend in, in the nfl and we will be recapping the national championship game so make sure make sure make sure you tune in for that and enjoy the national title title game. Have a great weekend, everyone. Jones, first
0: down, wide open,
1: it's Barkley. And Saquon Barkley will take it into the end zone. Your best ability is availability. Saquon Barkley, he's great when he's on the field, but the problem is, since 2018, he hasn't been healthy for this team.
0: Look at this. They lob it to him. He taps it in off the glass.
2: How about that, Porter Moore's, I think, right now is the best coach of college basketball. Hands down. Finch two for three. He's done his part. Fitch is drilled
0: to deep right field
1: toward the pole, and it is gone. They don't mind not being what they were in the 90s as the best organization in baseball, because the Yankees are not They're even close to the best organization in baseball.
2: They're trying to be the Rays, and the Rays do this for a reason. Like, you're the Yankees.
0: My name is Joe McGuire. I'm the president of Clovercrest Media Group. And here at CMG, we have a wide variety of podcasts, including sports shows like Keys to the City, The Roll Call, Throwing Jabs, All Four Downs, and Drawing About the G-Men. And great true crime shows like Sticky Meek, Crimes and Consequences, Ivy League Murders, and Murder, the Unsolved Murder of David Eichmann. You can find all these podcasts and so much more by visiting Clovercrestmedia.com.